Steve Lance, your host of the Capitol Report on NTD News. If you have not done so yet, please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with all of the latest news coming out of the nation's capital and beyond. The bill protecting Supreme Court justices' families has passed in Congress and is now on Biden's desk to sign. It's reported that more police were sent to Justice Kavanaugh's home yesterday as protests continue outside of the justices' home. The bill passed the House with 396 votes in favor and 27 House members, all Democrats, against it. Attorney General Merrick Garland Wednesday voiced his support for the bill. The Justice Department takes extraordinarily seriously uh, any violence, criminal threats of violence, intimidation, harassment of the justices uh, or of any government officials. Justices' safety have come to the spotlight following the leak of a draft opinion on overturning Roe versus Wade. An armed man was arrested outside of Justice Brett Kavanaugh's home just last week when he was attempting to assassinate Justice Kavanaugh. Tension on Capitol Hill remains high as we await the Supreme Court's official ruling that will likely overturn Roe versus Wade. Congresswoman Mary Miller of Illinois has seven children and 19 grandchildren, and we thought we'd get her perspective on this very contentious issue. Here's a look. Congresswoman Mary Miller, thank you so much for joining us on the Capitol Report. It's great to be here. Congresswoman, there's a lot of hysteria right now around the uh, potential ruling to overturn Roe versus Wade. Taking the emotion out of it, at the end of the day, um, this ruling is not about religion, is it? No, and uh, the left and the Democrats are grossly exaggerating the impact of this. And of course, we're, we support federalism and whatever should be and can be returned back to the states, we support. And that's what this is going to do is return the issue back to the states where it should have been. So in the wake of uh, Justice Kavanaugh um, having an attempt on his life, uh, we saw that there was some legislation passed, thankfully, to increase security for uh, justices' families. Um, is there anything else that can be done or should be done in this? Uh, well, I think toning down the rhetoric from our leaders, it's outrageous what they're saying. And also just um, the uh, double-tongue message that the Democrats and Pelosi and Biden have. I mean, look at the riots in 2020, and they totally have defended that, whether it was burning down of a police station, attacks on the police, burning down neighborhoods that they acted like was no big deal. And then now they're trying to act like they're, um, you know, against violence and they're actually promoting it on our justices. And on that note, we're also seeing not only uh, the potential uh, threat to Justice Kavanaugh, a lot of pro-life institutions, right. uh, churches, yeah. pro-life centers are being attacked right now. Yeah, it's terrible. And um, these people are not pro-choice, they're actually pro-abortion. From day one, they've been lying to the women. I'm just very strongly opposed to how they handle the issue. Um, I can't think of any other medical procedure where you're not given all the information that involves a surgery or a procedure. Like Illinois has now passed the most egregious abortion law in the country where it's taking away parental consent. And, you know, our young girls down to the age of 12 can access an abortion without parental consent. And, um, you know, they're lying to the girls. They don't give them the proper information. And also, like my my kids couldn't even have an eye appointment without my consent. You can't go on a field trip without parental consent, but you can access an abortion. These people are pro-abortion. 
So, I mean, to go back to the point of 12-year-olds uh, going into yeah. these abortion centers, what types of alternatives are there to an abortion? And, and are you concerned that these things aren't being presented to these kids when they go in? Yeah. Well, the number one thing that I want to bring up is parents have their own child's best interests at heart and to cut parents out of any decisions that are being made that have to do with medical procedures or life and death issues like this is 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 just we've gone off the rails if that's where we are as a culture but obviously um there's side effects there's consequences you don't just do away with the baby i mean these girls are going to have long-term psychological and perhaps physical um, side effects from from this um, but all you know they can there's like the pro-life um, centers they're they're there to support the families and the girls and also adoption is an issue I know my daughter has been on an adoption list for a long time but fortunately she some 17 year old girl chose her uh, to adopt her baby and she recently um, was able to bring this little baby home who by the way, has Down syndrome. A lot of people would say um, his life wasn't worth um, wow. having. But anyway, our daughter and her husband and sons are thrilled to be able to adopt this baby. Well, it's very moving, really. Uh, congratulations. Thank to you. Him, He's yeah. adorable. So just back to um, the Department of Justice, uh -huh. uh, when we're seeing these uh, pro-life institutions being firebombed, we've heard a lot of talk about domestic terrorism. Right. Do you think that this constitutes at least an inquiry? with all of these institutions being attacked? Of course it does, which when I go back to the district, my constituents are, they're, they're overwhelmed by how they've been betrayed by their elected representatives. My district's very conservative. Uh, we went 70% for President Trump, very pro-life. They love that President Trump was the most pro-life president that we've ever had, that he fought on the offense for the people, even in light of life. Um, but, the, the people are dismayed about it and they're excited when I tell them we're going to take back the House, we're going to elect fighters like President Trump, we're going to fight on the offense for you. But our, um, they're very excited to hear that Jim Jordan may be the next head of judiciary. They, along with myself, we want to have hearings on a lot of these issues and that would be one of them. Congresswoman Mary Miller, thank you. You're welcome. Arrests of illegal immigrants at the southern border set a new record last month. This is according to data released this week by the Biden administration. Nearly 240,000 arrests were recorded in May, breaking the previous record that was set in April. About 70% of those arrested were single adults. Family units were about a quarter, and a small percent were unaccompanied minors or children who were picked up arriving at the border alone. Most of the illegal immigrants, about 60%, were processed under Title VIII, which means they were released into the United States while their cases sit in backlogged immigration courts. To discuss the ongoing border crisis, I sat down with Colorado Congressman Ken Buck not long ago. He urges President Biden to visit the border and address the humanitarian problem unfolding down there as we speak. 
Congressman Ken Buck, thank you so much for joining us again. It's my pleasure. Congressman, I want to talk to you about uh, illegal immigration. Uh, it's being overshadowed right now by many other crises that are taking place. How serious of an issue is this facing the country right now? Well, you know, it's the number one issue uh, for the people I talk to in, in eastern Colorado. Uh, they care deeply about what's happening at our border. Uh, it is a crisis, as you mentioned, uh, and it's a crisis that's been created by the Biden administration. The Trump administration was moving in the right direction. Uh, had had uh, a remain in Mexico place, a remain in Mexico policy. That policy uh, has been changed by the Biden administration. Title 42, the Biden administration is trying to change that. The uh, wall is no longer being built. There's so many good policies that the Trump administration had initiated and would have completed uh, that the Biden administration has reversed itself on, and we're seeing the numbers skyrocket right now. Congressman, why do you think it is that uh, the president has not visited the southern border with all of these things that are you know, revolving down there. Yeah, I think he doesn't want to take uh, blame for what's going on, and it's too bad. Uh, he should visit. Uh, he should listen to his advisors, uh, who have to be telling him that there's a serious problem, a humanitarian problem. This summer, we're going to see people coming, trying to come to this country who are going to die in the deserts, uh, either getting here or after they arrive. And so, uh, terribly sad that uh, the United States isn't acting more responsibly. Congressman, when, let's talk about the human trafficking aspect. I mean, this isn't a talking point. There's real stories out there. How concerning is this one aspect of illegal immigration at the southern border? Yeah, so there, human trafficking is terrible. I was at the southern border a few months ago. I could see the uh, really the uh, impact of human trafficking um, as I was there. I heard the stories from the uh, Border Patrol uh, officers and, and uh, a very serious problem. Uh, it, it's not a problem that's being dealt with. Uh, the drug trafficking problem is very serious. We have fentanyl issues. Um, other drugs coming across the southern border. We have people who are being undetected who are terrorists coming into this country. We have all kinds of problems because they have left the border open. You touched upon the drug problem. Are you hearing anything from uh, constituents or the people of Colorado that fentanyl is actually reaching the state? Oh, it's reaching the state and, and it is the number one cause of death for 18 to 45 year olds in the United States and uh, so many of the people that I have talked to know a neighbor, a relative who has died from fentanyl overdose. Not even uh, people who are, are trying to take fentanyl or heroin or, or anything else, but just uh, they may be smoking marijuana and it's laced with fentanyl and they die from the fentanyl. So uh, it's a very serious problem in, in this country. Congressman Ken Buck, thank you. Thank you. I just want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a rating and a review as it really goes a long way in helping us spread the truth. Until next time, I'm your host, Steve Lance at NTD, and we'll see you soon.